0: Well, amen. It's uh, good to be in God's house, and wherever you're at, and wherever you take the Lord, you're in God's house too. And so, we want to take this time to uh, first offer a, uh, a prayer of hope for each person that might have somebody in their home or in their relation that might be affected by this virus, whether whether or not they have the virus, but having having the fact that. They are um, affected indirectly with jobs or with uh, uh, other things that might tear them away from their regular life. And um, God uses a lot of those things, though, to, to, to make us better and not bitter. And so I hope and pray that that is um, where you see it also. That, that's so important in today's time because, you know, uh, change, is, change is hard. Change is hard from our regular routine. And, and I think that's, that's um, the issue we face a lot in life, is um, uh, is change because it offers challenge to us because we have to stretch ourselves. But the fruit of the Spirit is, uh, is out on a limb and so we have to reach out and, and take it. And that causes us to have to stretch. And it's tough sometimes. And so I want to take this time to uh, read um, Over in Acts 27 and verse 22, it's our text verse today, is, and now, now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Paul said this during a shipwreck, during a a very hard time. The title of our message today is Choosing Peace in the Middle or in the Midst of a Storm. Let's go to God in the Word of Prayer and ask God's blessing on our service today. Dear God, we thank you and praise you for this time together. And we, we, we know, Lord, that this is trying times. But, Lord, you have designed times like this to be like a refiner's fire, to make our hearts and our minds more in tune with you. We know that, we know that times like this are, are challenging to us personally who have finite minds. But your infinite mind and wisdom and your nature and nurture and knowledge of us, Lord, is is uh, surpassed anything we can ask or think, much like the blessings that you bestow on us Lord, we live in a free country and we live in a free nation to to uh, address you freely and to to have a medium like this on facebook to to be um, so uh, so able to reach people. Lord, we just pray that uh, if there are hearts and minds out there that are hurting and broken and bitter lord over the issues at hand lord that that we realize first and foremost that you're still on the throne this was not a surprise to you lord it, it may have been a surprise to governments and uh, nations lord and kingdoms lord but lord you you tear um you tear down kingdoms and you build up kings and we just pray lord that you would allow us to appreciate the precariousness of this situation because we have to just trust in you. And putting trust on the front burner of our life is so important to be on fire for you. And we pray, Lord, for the great witness of this opportunity. And Lord, we just pray that we would be a good cheer in the midst of the storm. In your son's precious name, amen. amen. Do You know that in, in the book of Acts, Paul spends a whole entire chapter on this one event. I mean, I, there's some things that he just uh, says in a few verses. But he spends a, the entire chapter and pours over into the next chapter on this event. And I think that's amazing because this is a, a way for us to look and dissect our storm that we're in right now as a country and as a world. We can see the great beauty of what we're going through. And, and, and sometimes beauty comes in hardship. Uh, Have you ever been to Hawaii? Well, Hawaii was created in in a a volcanic eruption and it's beautiful all the flowers and everything and the and the place it's uh, the place It's at is is amazing, but it wasn't amazing when it started And I'm praying that God will use a sermon like this or sermons that you may hear online to to be a witness to your heart and and might make beauty come from ashes and that's that's the way it's designed that's how god works god doesn't work in today he works in forever he's got a forever timeline but you know that there uh, we go through storms of life because of three basic things first our creator our creator or our choices I'll, I'll say choices i've been changing this uh powerpoint um quite a bit but our choices first off uh, a lot of our choices that we make um, can really cause us to, to go through some storms in life. Choices of, of holding on to things that we should have let go of, or, or letting go of things we should have held on to. But choices, first we make choices and then our choices make us. And so I think that that's very important that we understand that we are, we are some of the first line defense in the, in the storms that we go through. But secondly, our Creator our Creator Himself. Do you know that God will design storms for your life to test and refine you? He is the refiner. He, it, the Bible clearly says that He sends a refiner's fire. And, and much, like, much like when gold is refined, and it, it draws out the impurities. And God is always in the business and in the blessing of drawing out our impurities. But then there's another choice, and that's our circumstances. Our circumstances are um, the things that are out of our control, things that we didn't choose to have happen to us, are, are being thrust upon us at all times. And they can make us better or bitter. God God, the Creator will even use the circumstances that we're thrust into to make us uh, better. Christians and to make the world see their need for him and so I want us to take that time today in this message to let it really minister to your heart in the fact that the circumstances that we didn't choose at all were can be handcrafted in the result by the creator and so some of the choices that we make in life can also be choices that we can choose God rather than rather than the, the harshness of what we're going through in the world today. I don't know all the facts and the uh, ins and outs of the coronavirus. I do know that it's spreading. I knew that, know that in our community today, we have, uh, we have a lot of cases of this going on and it's growing as testing is, is being um, made more public. But our fact is not to know everything. But our fact is to know him who, who does hold everything in his hands. I don't know about tomorrow, I just know who holds it, amen? So that's, that's our thought today. And, and you know, there are some basic reasons and reactions and revelations we have in the storms of life. And I wanna to talk to you about those things today. And I'm not gonna keep you very long because I know you're probably home, you got dishes, you got food, you got everything going on at home, and we're not here to keep you too long. But that's famous last lines of a preacher, right? You know, keeping, up, keeping it short. Well, first thing, first is the wrong reason storms come. And in, in Paul's letter here uh, in, on the book of Acts, where where Luke is writing, uh, he, he says uh, that there's a wrong master that people were listening to. There's so many voices out there, people that are speaking to us. And, and Paul, uh, here he says, he said, "Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. We know that in the voyage of life, because you know, just as the ship is is our life, the weather that the weather patterns that Paul is facing here is is a lot of the circumstances that we face in life. And here's a rough patch. That there should be hurt and much damage, not only to the landing of the ship, but also our lives. But do you know that the guard of the ship, he listened." to the wrong master he didn't listen to Paul who's been through shipwreck before and hardship before and had had the Creator's ear in his he listened to the captain of the ship the owner of the ship and and it says that the soldier uh, the centurion he says nevertheless the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those that were spoke more than the words that spoken by Paul and the master of the ship you know, the, the master of the ship is the master of the sea. What, the, the, ship, the ship can be filled with water to, uh, to cause it to uh, be more buoyant and more sturdy and more stable, as most boats are. But get too much water and the boat sinks. We live in a delicate balance in life. And it's important to trust the one who is the maker, the creator of life in all circumstances. We listen to the wrong master, we're going to go into storms. Secondly, the wrong majority. How many of you know that um, majority doesn't always win? In fact, the Bible says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, the entire world. If you've got God on your side, you're the majority. And we can listen to the wrong majority. It says here that because they were sailing in this vessel, they. Um, the, the vessel was not, um, and the place where they went was not commodious to to winter in. It wasn't desirable. It was a place called Fair Havens. You would think that would be a great place to camp out, Fair Havens, but it wasn't fair at all. The most comfortable place to be in, and you may have your Fair Havens. Can I? I hope it isn't comfortable for you to be in if you don't have the Lord, if you don't have your Creator. The wrong majority spoke out to them, it says, and the more part advised to the part thence also, if by any means they might obtain Phineas. So that's that's the thing here in, the, in our story is that after a long while of waiting, they went to go sail anyway. They were tired of waiting. And most of us might get tired of camping out in our homes and not, um, we, we may feel like we're, going stir crazy in our homes. We've cleaned that closet a hundred times. We've made sure that everything is, has a place and we've, we've done our spring cleaning maybe a little early and we're running out of things to do. Oh, Let me tell you, prayer and Bible study and um, getting um, putting together some letters to write to people oh, and, and putting your thoughts down on paper, calling them it's 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 a great opportunity in this time to be still and still know that He's God. That's the important part of this. Don't listen to the wrong majority. Lastly, the the wrong misjudgment. How many of us have made bad ju- judgments? You know the assumptions we make in life. When the south wind blew softly. They suppose that they had obtained their purpose or their time to go, and losing this, they sailed close by Crete. They sailed right by the land. And that's where the water's shallowest, and that's where the storm can hit hardest. When we, when we live in our life and we, we don't go deep into the things of God, into his love and into his care, we can then find that the storms are more rocky, more dangerous. And that misjudgment there, the wind blew softly and they just assumed that this was their chance to go. But as we know in Texas, (laughs) the weather can change like that. I think it's rain and sunshine and rain and sunshine probably in the space of a day, three or four times. And it got hot and it get cold and hot again. And we just don't have any idea. And uh, with weather, weather can change. The world can change too as we've seen this past few weeks. Now that's the wrong reasons storms come. Secondly, the, the worldly reactions when storms come. Now they're on the boat. And by the way, you know how long they were on the boat? They were on the boat for 14 days, 14 days and nights. They judge things by nights when you're on a boat because that's when you, you sail by the stars. 14 nights, kind of like our period of time here. They sail from Asia to Italy. and. Kind of where our, we see that this virus has broken out. So this this is a place of of uh, very very much uh, pertinence to our to our time we're living in. But the first thing we see here in world reactions is that people tend to drift. They just let let their sails go and they just let things fly. Like I don't care because isn't that the first thing when we when we face grief we kind of get to that place of feeling like. I don't care. It's happening over in China and Italy. It may be even happening in, in America, but it hasn't happened in Texas yet. Well, well, it happened in Texas, but it hasn't happened in Arlington. Well, it, it ha- happened in Arlington, but it hasn't happened in my neighborhood. What well, happened in my neighborhood, but it hasn't happened in my home. The time to prepare, the time to uh, be prayerful is now. Now is the day of salvation. Now is that time. Now is not, uh, if we wait, we then, will, we then will be more likely to drift. It says when the ship, going back one slide, it, it says um, that when the ship was caught, they could not bear up to the wind. And just let her drive, just let her go. Not like Frozen, you know, we were singing that before the, the, the song service began. We were singing, let it go, let it go. You know the storms don't matter anyway it's like yes they do the storms matter you know it it does bother us it bewilders us it embitters us to the to people you know we judge everything by our relationships we have with others and when we begin to drift we lose the opportunity to be a witness to people that need to hear the glorious gospel. See, the good news is only good news is beginning in time. Otherwise, it's that I told you so, isn't it? In hell today, people don't hear the gospel. But today, while we have hope, let's rest in that hope. And so don't drift today. Secondly, they discarded things. Worldly reaction to when storms come is to discard, to throw things out, and, and to throw out reason. Does it make sense to hoard toilet paper, you know, when it's a respiratory virus? Not, probably not. But when other people are doing it, remember the wrong majority, when other people are doing it, it creates a panic, much like Dow Jones and stock market and all that. That's created a panic. We went from the greatest high our nation's have ever seen to one of the greatest lows. The, 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 the greatest fall... Of our stock market in in like forever and and the panic that comes in and the discard that comes in the third day they cast out their own with their own hands the tackling of the ship tackling the ship is what they use to catch food if they throw out everything that they could catch food with because they don 't know how long it 's going to last, who knows what would happen but in the reaction to lighten the ship and in the reaction to to try to fix it with their own hands. They discard the very things that could bring them life. That's dangerous, isn't it? We live in dangerous times, and, and it's important not to bring more danger in, into change by bringing more change to it. We need to, we need the man the ship. But more importantly, we need the savior to take the help of our hearts, our hands, our head, be wise. The the third-worldly reaction that happens is (coughs) despair. When neither the sun nor the stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, meaning there was great storms and swells, all all hope that we should, should be saved was taken away. When you lose hope, you've lost everything. You have no longer faith, you no longer know love, you have, hope is the anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast. When we lose our hope, we've lost everything. Because, you know, you could, you could be somebody who's in the hospital, and you've been diagnosed with cancer, and, and, and then you were told that you're now in remission. And even though you're in the hospital, you can rejoice. But if you're on a boat, you know it's certain doom, and you couldn't enjoy that boat anymore, could you? Because hope was taken away from you. And the thing is, hope is the future tense of our faith. It's what we realize about now, and we know we know that it's not a feeling, it's not happiness or happenstance, but it's a joy, unspeakable, that where the full of glory of God's presence in our life can be the hope that's anchoring our soul. So the the despair that we may feel as the people in that boat, other than Paul, we're feeling that despair. Other than Jesus, when he was asleep at the bottom of that boat, when he told his disciples, he told them, we're going to the other side. And they woke him, saying, don't you even care that we're about to sink? And they were in despair, and they discarded the very teachings that he had taught. He even told them, we're going to the other side. You might be here today and you may be in despair and discard things and be drifting right now. But it's time we pulled the last three principles Paul had, that three anchors for his soul. This is the wonderful revelations when the storms come. Number one, God's presence. You know, he's a, he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, the Bible says, amen? He's there, he's there even even into our tomorrows, he's there orchestrating our lives to make it the best. With Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he was there in the fiery furnace. They even looked down and they saw they saw a fourth man in the fire, and he was there. He might be not there bodily, but he is there spiritually. He is there emotionally. He is there carrying us and carrying us. And, you know, God's presence is there. Look what Paul says. And now I exhort you, be of good cheer. Our text verse here. Be of good cheer. He says to be, good, be of good cheer for these three things. First, to God's presence. For there shall be no loss to any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God whose, whose I am and whom I serve. God sent an angel there. Do you know that the Bible even teaches about guardian angels? That guardian angels, like angels are there. Lest we dash our foot against a stone, an angel is there. Sometimes the stones need to be dashed against, just like furniture in the dark, right? Sometimes we need to. We find out how much of a Christian we are when we uh, bump our toes in the, in the night, right? But, but think about it. Think about it just for a second. God's presence is with us, and he's with everyone that calls on him as Savior and Lord. You know, the the most scary scary statement in all of the Bible is when a a lost person should be in heaven, and he hears the words, depart from me, workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Could there be more scary words in all of the Bible? I think not God's presence is with those who make their presence known to him and and even when we're not there he's always there even when we don't feel like being with God God says I'm I'm will be with you closer than a brother that's a that's a blessing isn't it that God's presence was there on the ship and with those men and, he's, and he told them as long as we stay together folks we'll we'll make it through God's purpose he, uh, Paul said this, saying, "Fear not, Paul. This is God speaking to him. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee." Man, wouldn't we, if if we had that, if we had that guarantee today that we could uh, have everybody in this room, you know, be safe, would we all stay in one room? Yeah, we would. You know, they're, they're telling us we need to um, be in um, quarantine or house. Uh, not a house arrest, but we're, we're to be separated, right? At least six feet from each other and, and, and no more than 10 in a group. And I totally want to respect that. But I do know this, that we can go, we can transcend the space between us with our prayers, with, with taking the time to get on the phone. You know, we can't transfer this uh, virus any other way than our contact closeness, but this is not this is not uh, this is a social distancing this isn't a relational distancing we still need relationships Because that's what makes us better. God's purpose here, God's purpose for Paul was to get to the other side, to go to Rome. He had been telling them back in Acts 19 that I need you to go to Rome to talk to Caesar. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to go there in that scripture. But but it's important to know that God's purpose is in our life. And if you are not dead, you are not done with God's purpose in your life. And lastly here the wonderful revelation of the storms come is God's promise. We know the rainbows we've seen over in uh, you know when, whenever it's rained this past week and the sun's come out and rain and sun and rain and sun you could spot in the sky somewhere a rainbow. Now you could you could get all science-y about it and say well that's the refraction of light and you know in a prism and and you know we're we're seeing it because of the moisture in the air and the light that it shines through and all you can go into a lot of explanation. But I'd rather trust in God's promises than God's explanations. You can't go wrong. It's simple. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it with me. Amen? That's important. Well, God's promise is this. Um, let's go back to that verse. God's promise is this. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for, for I believe God that it shall be even as it were told me. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain item. We're going to make it to the other side of this. That's what he's saying. We're making it over to the other side. And wherever you're at today, know that you're going to make it over the other side. You know, I'm not promising you good health. I'm not promising you won't get the, this virus. I'm not promising anything. But I know this, that even in death, we're promoted even taking out of this life, we're promoted to heaven Amen. where there's no more pain or sickness or sorrow or dying. And the former things are passed away and all, all things are made new. We're making it to another side. God's promised that for those people who know him. That's God's promise. That's the wonderful revelation of the storms that come. His purpose, his promises, right? His presence is with us. Past, present, and future, all wrap-up. His purpose was at the cross in, the, in our past. His presence is today and His promise is forevermore. You can't go wrong with a God who's in your ship who's guiding your way. I hope you make Him a part of your, your ship today. Our last thing here, today we face a storm of uncertainty in our world. We must ask, ask for answers from God using faith today. Faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things unseen. We don't see, we don't see the virus, but we see the victory. Amen? We don't see, we don't see these things in our, um, that are threats all around us, but we know the God who's in our heart. We know him who has made a start in us and who, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says in James 1, 1 and 6, the verse we covered with the pastor uh, last, uh, last week in our um, Sunday night class, and it says, but let him ask in faith. Ask in faith. Ask, seek, and knock, and God will open it to you. He will make the door open to you. Ask in faith. Nothing wavering. You need a, you need a moment of courage in the midst of... Um, discouragement today. You need a moment of courage to say, God, I'm going to take a stand and I'm going to plant you in my heart, in my mind, in my body, in all my strength, I'm going to give to you. And you need to ask in faith, nothing wavering. You know why? Because he who wavers is like the sea, or like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. We're made to anchor in the storm. And I pray that we can anchor in the storm of this, this um, problem that we're going through today, worldwide. Amen. There's a greater problem in the world today than this virus, and that is the 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 epidemic of sin. I was watching <coughs> I was watching um, the Spanish International Network um, a few years back, and there was a. There was a mudslide, and if you know anything about Mexico, it's built on just a plain of, like, Jello. And when it rains and and there's a monsoon there or, or a wave, it will demolish cities, demolish countries. And I was watching that, and as I was watching it, at the very bottom it says, brought to you by the Spanish International Network. And you know what those initials were in the corner? Sin. It was brought to you by sin sin is in this world it's a virus that everyone is infected with and we have the antidote in front of us we have the cure and so we can be of good cheer today by knowing the cure today is in christ our creator above our choices above our circumstances is christ today and may you know him as savior and lord if you don't know him need to do just as just as we would tell little kids a admit you're a sinner Man, we're all infected with that. B, believe he's the Savior. And then C, call on him for salvation. I pray you'll do that today. As our pastor comes up to to, um, end our service today, I pray, Lord, I pray that you will be one of the ones founded and protected in the ship of the Savior. And so you can be of good cheer in this time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us us today on Facebook Live.